Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. Jensen and Rachel here, ready for a fun little Q&A episode. Um, Thank you guys for submitting all your questions. We're going to try to get to as many as we can today, but yeah, there's a lot of fun questions that we're super excited to get into. Um, I guess we'll just start off with just a little conversation. We're just sitting here with our Mill 72 coffee. If you're if you're in Mannheim or from this area, you know it's it's the best. Um, but Rachel, tell me about tell me about your week. What's new? How's how's life? Um, life is good. My week has been good. It has been busy and some hot weather. Um, my husband Logan and I drove down to jensen and her husband's house to record this weekend so it's kind of a fun little one night getaway for us and it was nice to have some quality time on our little mini road trip so good just just full but all good things that it was full with what about yours this week was good yeah it was so warm out i got to work from home a few days this week which was so nice because i would just like eat my lunch outside or like during my lunch i would like take bentley for a walk and it was just truly 80 degrees our small group had like a fire and we were just out wouldn't have a fire but a cookout and we sat outside for like four hours and you didn't even need a jacket so So I feel like I'm just ready for this warm weather also sourdough I said on one of the last episodes that I was going to try it and experimented this week it came out really good um it was nice and airy and light the only thing was it didn't rise a lot but like Logan was so happy with it like he came Ooh, home and that's I, the I, true tell. yeah, I sent him a picture. He was like, and I he was calling me on his way home from work. He's like, "Do you have a piece ready for me?" And then I was like, "Um, yeah, let me go cut it for you." And then he like had a bite of it. He's like, "You need to cut me another one because I'm gonna need two. Warm bread is the best. The smell, yes, the smell, the t- everything. It's like, like and the butter melts on it. Is yeah, like making a fresh, fresh baked loaf of but bread. But I might have shared this. I do this thing where it's like I make a really good batch of something the first time, and then like the second time isn't good enough, and Logan's like, "Oh." not as good as the first time and I'm like "Ah, I'm sorry um but yeah so that was that's kind of what my week was it was a lot of time outside um making some sourdough um yeah chickens are about ready to go out to the coop so they are their box is getting a little too small for them and the garage smells nasty and the coop is built so hopefully either today or tomorrow we are taking them out because we just came back from getting coffee and it was so funny. We went into Jensen's garage where the chickens are and we walk in and two of the chickens are up on top of the box and she's like yelling at them, Hank, get down. You get down right now. You know you're not allowed to be up there. And it's just funny because they're chickens, not like dogs. And she was just scolding them and then they didn't get down. So she had to take them and put them down. And yeah, they're, they're very cute. Yeah. Got to meet the chickens. I was told Maddie on our one last episode said not to get too attached to them, but too late. Too late. <laughs> Sorry, long gone. Um, but so yeah, funny. that's me. Nothing too crazy. Just a good week outside, and yeah, just excited to record today. For um, sure, got a lot of fun content to produce. So. Any other major life updates or not I don't, much? Nothing too crazy. Not, that's, yeah, that's kind of me. Yeah, my only life update is I am. Um, I got a new job. Ooh. Again, again. <laughs> Logan's like, you're notorious. <laughs> but I've been doing health coaching for like the past year. Um, I was doing it at a physical location 
in my hometown of Punxsie, like at a fitness center. Um, and then I ended up stepping away from there just cause like they kind of changed up their model and it wasn't the vibe for me. And so now I'm going to be working, it's called Let's Empower Fitness. Um, and she's based like a town over from me, but I'm going to be working from home doing like nutrition, fitness, health, wellness, coaching, all that stuff. So that's exciting because I love doing that. Like Mm -hmm. that's really one of my passions is working one-on-one with people and we just vibe really well. So, um, yeah, I'm in the process of doing some training and soon we'll be taking clients. So that's a fun life update. That's so exciting. Yeah, for sure. But we today have our Q&A episode, which like Jensen said, thank you for submitting questions to us. We didn't know how many we'd get if we had like enough for an episode and we got a ton like a lot we can't answer all of them (laughs) we had to pick and choose because there were a lot of responses um but we're excited to kind of go through and answer your burning pressing questions today so you want me to start out with the first one yeah let's just go for it let's go for it so first question was how do you keep from letting health and new health topics and trends from consuming you or overwhelming you yeah so I think my my first piece of advice on that one would be like take small steps and make small changes. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do it all at once because Mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming. Um, And start making those changes in the places that matter most to you. So if that's like, oh, I really want to get pregnant in the coming future. So I want to prioritize my fertility. Like what are health changes that are going to affect that? Well, maybe like the clothing you're wearing that has chemicals in it in like your fertile area or getting your hormones in balance or mm-hmm. things like that. So really trying to prioritize what's the thing most relevant to your health mm-hmm. that you want to start with working on and, and start tackling those things. Yeah. Um, I would just say, I think we shared this before, but progress over perfection. Like if you make one swap in a week or even like in a few weeks, like that's great. Like one swap is like a step in the right direction. I think you don't need to do everything at once. One, it's not affordable. Two, it's just, it will stress mm-hmm. you out. And getting stressed about this is going to be way worse for your health. Um, something for me actually that I had to do, like I think kind of when I started this journey and I've kind of had to also do it as well is cut back from what I follow on Instagram and podcasts I listen to. Um, don't stop listening to our podcast, but I was listening to a lot of like health and wellness podcasts and just following a lot of influencers on Instagram. And then you see all these like people that have like these perfectly homes with no chemicals and you're just like, wow, <laughs> I'll never achieve that. Right. I'm terrible. So I think just like making sure like you're limiting, I mean, obviously it's good to follow people just to like get ideas and stuff Mm -hmm. but if it's like stressing you out and you're like comparing yourself and like I'm never gonna be that way my house is so toxic like that can be overwhelming too so I just would also monitor what you're consuming every day I recently literally just put on my story on Instagram like if my account ever makes you feel any kind of ill feelings in any way or annoyed or like anything bad please unfollow it like that's not good for your health in Mm -hmm. this space because that's something I've really had to do too the last two things I want to add on that is just love to learn don't see it as a chore be like wow there's so much I don't know here and it's an opportunity to learn more and like better myself and and find more information and the other thing is this might sound a little morbid but none of us are immortal no matter if you live the ultimate perfect healthy lifestyle we're all gonna die someday unfortunately so like don't stress about it because no matter what you do like to live the perfect lifestyle you can do everything right and still have an a disease come up or a diagnosis yeah. or something like 
you can't live out of fear of those things. You really have to make the changes for just like wanting to make the healthiest environment and choices so you can enjoy your life and and really prioritize your health. But if you let it be a stressor, that's going to be worse for your health than like having all the toxic things. (laughs) Okay. So next question, we kind of combined a bunch of these, but the gist is a lot of people asked about, Mm -hmm. I'm super bloated. How do I get rid of bloating? Um, I've been using laxatives for over a year now and I'm still bloated. What's happening? So yeah, a lot of people are bloated and been there. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's something a lot of people deal with, um, now, um, some of the most common reasons for bloating can be irritable bowel syndrome, swallowing too much air while chewing, um, celiac or gluten intolerance, food intolerance overall, or overall like some gut imbalances. So I think definitely looking into what is the root cause of this. Um, and some of the people in that in those questions had said that when they eat unhealthy things is when they bloat, unless they eat a completely clean diet, like then those unhealthy things make them bloat. And I actually experienced this sometimes too, is when I eat a meal that has a lot of seed oils in it or really any seed oils, like say I go out to eat with family and it was cooked in seed oils or like I go to Chick-fil-A and get the fried chicken. I know my stomach's going to feel a little icky the next morning. It doesn't sit right with me. Grease never has, especially like through processed oils like that. But being aware of that kind of allows me to to plan around it and to try to support my gut by doing those things that help to calm it or help digestively, which I'm going to share a little bit more about. Um, even some healthy foods like broccoli and kale mm-hmm. and Brussels sprouts and yeah. cabbage, they can cause bloating um, because of the way they work in your gut. <laughs> they can make you a little gassy. Yeah, they're, hard, they're, hard, they're hard to break down. And I think like what you're saying, like the broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, like those type of foods, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's a set point that like is good for your body. Because if I yeah. eat, if I eat like broccoli, I'm fine. But if I eat too much broccoli, good night. Like not good. Like I feel like you need to like, you can't over fiber or over like consume yeah. that because like it like, if, like Brussels veggies. sprouts, yeah. if I have too many Brussels sprouts, like I want to die. So like just find, <laughs> finding that happy ground with die. those because they're really good. They're healthy foods for you. They're great foods for you, but like you can overdo healthy foods. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think too, just some general things to consider, I would say is maybe reduce how many fizzy drinks you're having. Mm-hmm. Like carbonated fizzy drinks can affect your stomach. Eat or drink slower so you don't chomp as much or take in as much excessive air. Um, And sometimes chewing gum can even cause bloating Mm -hmm. because you're like taking in excess air that Mm way. Um, Regular movement in the morning, before and after eating, and throughout the day. So when you sit a lot, you don't help move things through your tract a lot. And just enhancing your gut health overall with a probiotic or probiotic-rich foods that's going to help your gut kind of get in balance. Yeah. Another thing I would add, um, again, you were saying about like slowing down when you eat. I know for me, like stopping, like I would look at my phone when I ate before and I think that was saying my body was getting in a really stressed mm-hmm. state. And I think when your body's in a stressed state, it can't break down the food. So I would just say like being really mindful at your meals, like slow down, put your for phone sure. down, take a few deep breaths before, um, and then maybe go for like a five minute walk after just to help like get things, get things flowing. Um, and then, you know, if all comes to worth, you try all these things, like you might need to get some testing done and like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, it, like there might be a deeper issue, but I would say like, try these like small tangible things first mm-hmm. and then like, 
seek out your doctor if you're still having like these issues because we're not meant to be like super bloated all the time Mm -hmm. and the last thing I'll add is some things I do to help calm my stomach like when I do eat and I know that it's going to kind of cause a little disruption for me um which we are doing a whole episode on gut health stay tuned is that going to be the next episode that goes up I think um let me look yeah that's literally next week's episode going up so we will have a lot more but I will quickly just give you a few ideas of um some things that I I do that help calm my stomach so drinking bone broth on an empty stomach first thing in the morning is really healing to the gut lining um taking a digestive enzyme before eating drinking a glass of ginger tea that really helps to calm the stomach I literally just boil ginger and water for that um using I use European flowers because they are processed different and they're lower inflammatory and gluten wise so sometimes people that have intolerances to like Um, flowers in the USA or wheats in the USA can tolerate better the European ones because Mm -hmm. there's more restrictions on what they spray it with and how they process it that it's a little more um, familiar to our body to process so that's that's um, some of the things I do but yeah Um, I think let's move on to the next one so have either of you gone through the no poo process um, should, should we explain? Do, we should explain what the okay. no poo process because I didn't know what this was before someone asked this and I was like, no poo. Like, are you, are you not pooping? Like that was the first one I thought I was like, Chronic oh, constipation. oh, interesting. Um, but basically the no poo process is that you don't wash your hair with shampoo. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're just so accustomed to shampooing either every day or every other day or once or twice a week, depending on your hair. Um, but Ultimately, like shampoos, shampoos contain a lot of harsh chemicals that like strip away like the yeah. natural oils in your hair. Um, so this is kind of a way to like revamp your hair, but it can make your hair potentially greasy. So there's like a lot of pros and cons. Yeah, I think there's like a, a period where you have to wait it out until your scalp oils kind of like mm-hmm. rebalance or whatever. Um, I know like back in the 1800s, People were recommended to wash their hair once a month. Um, Then shampoo was developed and they said wash every two weeks. Then around the 1970s, they said wash it daily. Um, It might have been because they wanted people to be cleaner. (laughs) It might have been because (laughs) um, they wanted to sell more shampoo. I don't know. But our hair does contain a natural oil called sebum, which is like also similar to like earwax type of oil, but a little different in your hair. Yeah, gross, but interesting. Mm -hmm. Um... And it keeps it healthy and conditioned. And when you wash with harsh chemicals, it can strip that away and create dehydration, which can cause things like dandruff and stuff. Um, I know a lot of people that do no poo use like baking soda or an apple cider vinegar Mm -hmm. or water, Mm -hmm. which I know I have really sensitive skin. So that sounds very harsh to me. Like it does scare me a little. Um, in high school, I only used to use natural products for shampoo. Like I would use apple cider vinegar, some um, Castile soap, and I was a grease ball sometimes. <laughs> like I am telling you, I was like, you could slick my hair back into a slicked bun just with my grease. Like I'm sure Logan loved that. <laughs> poor, like how did how did Logan marry me? Like how did we stick this out? I'm serious because, like, what did he see in me? But um. Yeah, so I never have fully committed to the no poo process. Um, I've used natural products. Like I've said, like my hair care, anyone out there that has like dialed it in, the 
best non-toxic hair care routine where you still have beautiful luscious full hair that doesn't break and is wonderful please tell me because I'm either like using natural products and greasy and mm. literally can't use a curling iron or my hair will break off from being so greasy or else I'm like having to use these toxic products so I don't know haven't found a good balance there haven't done no poo if you do it whoever wrote this in please document the process and share with us because power to you yes we would love to know because I mean the benefits are really great like it can make your hair softer more volume um less dandruff like I mean less irritating ingredients because I mean shampoo has a lot of ingredients in yeah. it so like there are a <laughs> lot of benefits to it and like you're gonna save money I mean shampoo's not a cheap product so True. um and your life's easier you know quicker shower just a little water um <laughs> but yeah if you do this please let us know maybe one day we'll try this maybe maybe that maybe. can be a cringier crunchy segment yeah. I'm just gonna have to plan it with my life I have like yeah. no events because here's my thing like I think about I love like cardio workouts mm-hmm. and I love sweating mm-hmm. and like to just leave that on my scalp like I guess the water would rinse it some but just like I feel like I just have acne all over my scalp I just literally get bugs like I feel like I'd be nasty I don't know I don't know (laughs) it is you know summer is ball cap season so that's true there's any time but yeah we'll see we'll see yeah okay you want to go to the next question sure um is raw milk illegal in some places based on our last episode yes and that's super sad because I just think like all these like disgusting things sold in the grocery store with like a million chemicals and dyes in them are all legal in every state but perfect precious raw milk is not so yes <laughs> raw milk is illegal in some states if you go to realmilk.com you can look up your state you can look up there's like a map with it mm-hmm. um some states like you can get like like low pasture or is it like is it what is it called where it's like it's pasteurized they, but it's at like a low, low, low temp heat. so yeah. it keeps I know there's a farm near me that does that so yeah. it keeps some of the good bacteria yeah. even though it's pasteurized. So that's legal in some states and that's better. That's what I'd look yeah, for. Yeah that's what I would look for. Um, even just like a local farm over what's in the store so like you know the farmer. Exactly. Um, and I know in some states that raw milk's illegal. You <laughs> Raw milk is labeled for pet or animal <laughs> use. Um, instead of human use so you can buy it but it's like clearly labeled this is only for pets or animals to consume but you can find it under those terms so yeah and I think you can get like cow shares in some states where it's like yeah that's true that's another method but yes it is legal in some states so I would just like we can link that in the show notes so you can look it up yeah um the next one I have is do you know research or tips on using apple cider vinegar so I would say we can plug her in the show notes because she's someone I follow. Her, do you follow Glucose Goddess? Yes, I love her. I am obsessed with the her. charts. The charts, the charts are everything. And I actually <laughs> have a little chart up in front of me here. It's the one where it's like I just saw this one. No okay, yeah. Okay, so basically, apple cider vinegar is really good for balancing blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, any vinegar in general is. Um, so there's a little chart here. It has like if you eat a brownie, it shows you how much your like blood sugar spikes and it's like a crazy spike. But then having a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and water and then a brownie, like it's like a third of the spike. So there's a lot of benefits and research on implementing apple cider vinegar, especially before mm-hmm. your meals. Um, I know for me, like I'll sometimes probably like every other day at lunch, um, I'll make like a raw carrot salad, which I'll put apple cider vinegar we on. Love and I'll, we love a raw carrot salad. Balancing that estrogen. So good. Yeah. But I'll have that before I have like the rest of my lunch. So it's like I'm starting out my like I'm starting out my meal with some apple cider vinegar, and that will like lessen the blood sugar spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
It can also help with some other things. It, like there's been some studies that's linked it to helping lower cholesterol, um, even some weight management sometimes. Some people say it helps with acid reflux. Some people say it gives them acid reflux. So I don't really know what the conclusion is there. Um, it's also, it does have probiotics because it is a fermented food. Um, it can be used as a cleaning agent too, just like regular white vinegar could. Um, or like we said, as like a hair rinse, I know some people use it. Um, I like to use it as like a salad dressing base. Um, sometimes I'll mix it with things. Some, I a lot of times on my salad greens just put a vinegar mm -hmm. um, of some sort. I love to go, you know, the little stores that are like oil on tap and vinegar on tap. I just was at one last weekend. Those are some of my favorite. Like you can take little shot glasses I, of oil and vinegar. I had like 20 samples last weekend. I need to take you there. There's one, I, there's one like 10 minutes away. I've been to the one in Pittsburgh a ton. Like I, I frequently visit and I love to get a little bottle of vinegar and they have different flavors. Mm -hmm. I think the one I currently have is strawberry jalapeno vinegar and it is the best for like salads, like a little sweet, a little spice, yeah. and it's just a vinegar. Yeah. Um, so apple cider vinegar can be used that way. Some things I would watch out for, I used to do, I didn't do this very long, but do you remember when there was like a phase of people just taking shots of apple cider vinegar? Yes, that's disgusting. Way to burn your esophagus. <laughs> that's literally what happened to me is you're just throwing straight vinegar on your esophagus every day and then it's like, why is literally my throat peeling? Um, so would not recommend. It is acidic and it mm -hmm. can like disrupt your stomach if you overdo it or can erode tooth enamel. Um, so make sure you drink some water after eating or consuming it because it is acidic on your teeth. Um... And yeah, I use it with some other food things like the apple cider vinegar as a salad dressing or a little before eating a meal. Yeah. But I wouldn't be taking plain shots of it on an empty stomach in the morning and going about your day. You're probably not going to feel great. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's been like a trend in a lot of like products and drinks now. Um, you know, it's in poppy drinks. Yeah. So Rachel and I were discussing, if you haven't tried poppy, they're like a probiotic little soda all like the healthy There's, sodas on yes the and they have apple cider vinegar in them and they're like but it doesn't taste like no it. you don't taste it it just tastes amazing like you what flavors do you like i like the raspberry i haven't tried them all i want to try the raspberry, raspberry rose. Rose i haven't it's always out so of stock good. everywhere i just had the orange one which i saw you the had. orange was good yeah so it's if you refreshing. ever see poppy I sh you should try it there's apple cider vinegar in there and you don't even taste it you don't even taste it love it okay um jensen do you want to share the next one you have? Yeah. So the next one I have is, what is your advice on ice plunging? So I feel like yes. that's been like a trend lately. Um, Can I also add that the person who submitted this seems like they already are knowledgeable about it because the question was literally like, I've heard that it releases cold shock proteins that are anti-inflammatory inflammatory and reduces dementia and I was like geez why don't you come yeah, on and tell yeah. us do you want to be a guest because you seem like you have a lot of knowledge I don't know it's good to be in the nice like no but we did a little more looking into it than that yeah did you um have more I so you. well I'm one sorry. thing was um so it kind of relates to have you heard of the Wim Hof method yes so I was looking into that and basically um I, there's this quote from there that's I just want to read. Um, the cold is your warm friend and one of the three pillars of the Wim Hof method. Proper exposure to the cold starts as a cascade of health benefits, including the buildup of brown adipose tissue and res resulting in fat loss, reduced inflammation, um, facilitates a fortified immune system, balances hormone levels, improves sleep quality, and produces endorphins, the feel-good chemicals in the brain that naturally elevate your mood. 
So that's the benefits of the cold, which is what cold plunging is. So if you want to add on to that. Yeah, I know they also were doing a research to hit on kind of the cold shock protein thing. Um, I had heard about that, but I looked even more into it since we had a knowledgeable submitter. Big research. Program. Yeah, I love it. Seriously, message us and come on. <laughs> um, but there's research that has been done, is being done at Cambridge University on how cold plunge releases that cold shock protein. Um, and it releases it in the blood of people who regularly cold plunge or in the studies case, they're cold water swimmers. So that's kind of who they studied for this. Um, and in mice that they've studied, this protein has shown to slow the onset of dementia and even repair some of the damage of dementia. So that is really awesome because dementia is an awful disease and diagnosis to um, have a family member get or to live with. And the fact that this could be beneficial to um, like preventing that kind of makes it worth it. It's really hard to do to cold plunge. <laughs> well, it's really hard to do, but there's also this like natural high from it. So my friend, yes. my friend Chelsea, I we had, we got in like brunch a few months ago, and they bought like a cold plunge like bath or tub mm-hmm. almost thing, and like she was up to like I think like ten or fifteen minutes. Like she Queen. was so resilient. I was like, you are amazing. And I'm like, after we like, after we had brunch with them, I was like, Logan, we need to buy one. And then I started doing like ten seconds in the shower, and I'm like, I'm weak. I can't do this. Um, I'm up to like. 20 or 30 Okay, the seconds. shower sucks for it. Though. Well, yeah, because it's like... I'm going to be honest. Well, because you can step out of it. It's like you're like having to stand there where it's like if you plunge into something, you're like in it where it's like the shower, you can just like turn it off and step yes. out of it. I have done it in the shower for years and like always have to talk myself into it. And I have come to learn, even just in the past few months, I've like figured out I'm an all or nothing type of girl. Like mm. I don't do things like slowly <laughs> phase into them I'm like cold turkey or like go for like, it let's just run a marathon today. yes <laughs> like that's yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's not like oh I'll ease into it because then I don't I don't do it yeah. I just have to go for it and so with the cold plunging there's a creek that runs behind my house that recently like after my workouts because it's been nice out and I'm mm-hmm. able to like run or just be outside the water's still freezing cold and I go lay down in it and it's like you have to fully commit like it's not like, oh, I'm just touching my arm in the shower mm-hmm. with it or this or that. It's like, no, you're plunging in. And it's like the first 15 seconds, I swear, you're like, <gasps> you have to catch your breath and you're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then you, it's just like a mind over matter thing, which I love stuff like that. That's I think that's why I love running mm-hmm. is like that pushing beyond limits type of thing of just staying even when you're freezing. And then you literally get out and it's like dopamine rush. Like it, I, I know that they say it triggers kind of that fight or flight response in your body um, that it elevates your dopamine in your brain and it has potential to help some people reduce depression and anxiety mm-hmm. too because of that. Um, they also say it leads to decreased tension and fatigue, improvement in memory and mood, improved immune system, um, pain relief from inflammatory conditions like arthritis, yeah. stabilizing blood sugar, speedier recovery times, increasing testosterone for our male listeners, mm-hmm. <laughs> or tell your husband, hey, you got to start cold plunging, and improving cardiovascular health. So there is, I, I think this is like kind of a trendy topic. A lot of people mm-hmm. are talking about it. And people have been doing it for years in places like Denmark and stuff. They yeah. actually do a lot of like sauna to cold plunge to yeah. sauna, which they say can be it's really amazing. beneficial. Yeah. Whenever we were on our honeymoon, yeah. like we did... 
there was part of it where you like um you were in like a sauna then they like okay you have to get in the ice plunge and i'm like really like yeah just get in but then like you got out and you felt so good i was like oh this makes sense also you have to link the video of you in the stream behind your house (laughs) i was i was watching it she posted it on her like regular instagram and I was like cheering you on. I was watching like she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. And she's like she's staying in there. Yes, Rachel, you got this. Yeah, the creek level is really low right now because we need rain. So I actually haven't been able to because mm-hmm. it quite literally won't even cover my whole body if I lay down. So pray for rain so I can keep cold pray plunging. Pray for rain in Punxsutawney. Um, the last thing I'll say on that is just I the research says to do it technically like based on how they did it with the studies to get the results you are supposed to be fully submerged up to your neck in water that is between 34 to 59 degrees and 11 minutes is like the time that they've come up with total in a week to reap these benefits Mm -hmm. so whether that's cut down to two for two to four sessions per week of like however many minutes you want to do totaling 11 um i would definitely work your way up if you're going to do it i actually have a friend who just in their basement they got like one of those big I don't know is it like a 50 gallon barrel or something from like tractor supply Mm -hmm. and they have it like hooked up to a hose or something Mm -hmm. to do cold plunging with and then they're getting a sauna too Mm -hmm. so I'm like you're living my dream can I come over I know (laughs) but I do feel like that would be a good way because you can go in up to your neck there like in the tub you Mm -hmm. would kind of have to like literally dump Mm -hmm. ice in and slink down the shower if you have no other option that's a good way to go. Like turn mm-hmm. it to cold after a warm shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find that really hard it's to do so and hard. to stay in. Like jump in a cold pool this summer yeah. or like a river or a lake and like stay in neck deep for as long as you can. Don't get hypothermia. Don't like take a heart attack. <laughs> Monitor yourself. We're but. going to we're going to Maine in June, and I feel like it's we good. love Maine. We're we need, we need to talk. I need all your tips because I know you went on there after you got married. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the water will still be really cold because it's June and it's up yeah. north. So gonna do a lot of cold plunging, I guess. Jumping in. It's so funny, Logan. His family used to do a polar bear plunge every New Year's Day, and then they like stopped doing it. And I was like, "Good, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible." Yeah, and, like, Bring and, it back. And every year he's like, "Are we doing it?" And I'm like, "No, that sounds horrible." But now I'm like, "Oh, there's health benefits. Maybe, maybe I'm on board." <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have for that one. Me too. Um, the next one I have. This will just be a quick answer. Someone asked us, "Are you going to have a home or hospital birth?" Um, I have no idea. Can't say because I. I'm not pregnant. I'm not thinking about having a child right now. Um, So I can't say what I'll do. I haven't researched enough. I think home birth sounds like really intimate and empowering and like beautiful. Um, But I also like have no idea how my body's going to react to first Mm -hmm. pregnancy. And I am not like anti-Western medicine Mm -hmm. at all. And like I do think I'm so thankful for... Western medicine being an intervention to give us healthier babies and pregnancies and stuff because it used to be really bad. Like people would die all the time from pregnancy. So I think whatever gets you healthy mom and healthy baby, no judgment, no shame. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. We have a guest coming on in a few months that's going to talk about natural birth in the hospital setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll be really interesting because I think that's probably where I lean for my first, just not knowing how, how my body would do. But again, not pregnant. Who knows when I will be, if I will be, so can't say for sure. Yeah, I would say, like, <laughs> God willing, if someday that I'm able to have a baby, I, in my heart, I'm like, yes, give me the home birth. I want just <laughs> to put a pool in our living room and to have right. all these lights and music on. Um, but I would say probably for the first, I would 
choose to have it in a hospital just because I don't know what my body would do like you're saying um and I would want to have it like I would have like I would <laughs> Logan you have a list of things you're not doing like I'll have very like, <laughs> like things I want and don't want birth and, plan yeah <laughs> a very like str- but again like you know even moms that have a birth plan like things happen like you know every birth is so different so I think like yeah, every body's every different, body's different. every birth so. is different so yeah I would but I would lean towards probably having it in the hospital my but I don't know like it's whatever the time comes I feel like yeah I also feel like if I do choose hospital first and then I pop out like one or two there mm-hmm. and I'm like pop, this is pop, nothing pop out then I'm just gonna be at home just like making soup and popping that baby out of me mm-hmm. like <laughs> women that are listening that already have babies are like you don't like, pop you don't pop you. you don't pop them out they don't You're just like, pop out. shut up <laughs> you are not allowed to talk Idiots. about this <laughs> okay um next one is someone asked us about birth control options other than the birth control pill but we are going to have an episode it'll actually be up before this episode's mm-hmm. up talking all about the birth control pill and other options yeah i'll quickly say what i use because they kind of had asked what our preferred ones are i use a combination of i track my temperature with the pre-mom thermometer every morning it's a bluetooth thermometer straight to my phone to the app it puts my temperature in um that temperature rises near ovulation so if you Mm -hmm. consistently track it the same time every day you'll see that slight rise and that indicates you're moving towards that ovulatory phase in conjunction with that, I everyday monitor what my cervical mucus is like to get kind of a read on my fertility level because your cervical mucus changes with your cycle throughout mm-hmm. the month. Um, I also use like a calendar to track that all on. And then I use um, strips like pea strips that tell me when I'm in that ovulatory window. So it is some extra work. Um, as far as like when I am ovulating, we either don't have penetrative sex or we use condoms or abstinence during yeah. that time period but what does suck is when you're not on birth control and you're ovulating that's when your libido is highest mm-hmm. so you're like sex feels the best and yeah. you want to have it the yeah. most and you're like if I don't want to get pregnant <laughs> we have to figure out how not to get pregnant yeah. so that's what I do and it has worked really successfully for like over three years for us it takes an investment of my time and stuff but now it's kind of second nature and I really feel in touch with my body but yeah and I would say like like you were saying you can only get pregnant a few times in the month so it's not like every Mm -hmm. like you really like to think about it during that ovulation time but yeah the episode on birth control we go into great detail of that yeah for sure um okay so the next question that I have is this person is severely constipated. So we're going to talk all things constipation, which I have to share something funny first. <laughs> all things constipation. <laughs> so <laughs> this summer, or last summer, I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica, which uh-huh. was amazing. I'm sure some people listening were on this trip. It was the best week ever. I did not poop that but week. she was I up. was plugged <laughs> up for Costa Rica. I kept telling, this like. This is TMI. This is TMI. <laughs> like, there's people listening that are like, oh my gosh. Um, but I remember like. That's so I, normal. Yeah. I feel like when you travel. Yes, that's more common. But I kept telling. I kept telling. So I was like um, leading a group of like senior girls and I was in their room and I could just, every day I'd be like, yep, still haven't pooped today. And like, we just, we had so much fun. And you feel bloated and you feel bloated and like, just, you feel like there's like a rock in your stomach. 
Literally. Yeah. So. Was it amazing when you came back and pooped? Did you oh, just feel like Yes. Out? I was like, praise God. I praise like, God. Yeah. Why does that happen when you travel? We need to look into that. Is it just like your body's like, this well, isn't my toilet. This well, isn't my I safe I think there's space. like the, tra- like when you're flying, there's a time it change. It your body off. And then you're also just like not yeah. eating the foods. I mean, I was Same. eating food. Yeah, I was eating rice true. and beans and a lot of like Costa Rican foods, which were amazing. Respect. Like, we- I could eat rice and beans every day of my life happily. We had, it was like the nicest mission trip like the the kitchen staff there like we had like the best meals I like people like I feel like when you go on a mission trip it's usually not great food and we were definitely spoiled so like the food was great but it also just wasn't the food I was used to eating and like the schedule and the time and stuff so yeah but anyways back to constipation (laughs) um I would say you know this kind of ties into gut health which is our next episode which is our next episode um but the biggest thing for me, I did struggle with a lot of constipation and it's something that I've like had to work through. Like there would be times where I would just be in pain, even just like not even in Costa Rica, but here, like my stomach would hurt so bad. Um, the biggest game changer for me was like really focusing on chewing my food and not being distracted at meals. And that sounds mm-hmm. so simple and it's literally free of cost. But and again, everyone's different about what will affect them. But that was like the biggest game changer for me. So I would say like, if you want to start somewhere, just really think about like being mindful of your meals because that like had the biggest impact for me. Yeah, I am going to go through a quick list of some tips and suggestions of things to try. Walk or move your body more frequently. Mm -hmm. Sitting around isn't going to help you digest, especially after a meal, even if it's just like doing the dishes, Mm -hmm. going for a short walk, dancing around the kitchen. Um, Get enough magnesium. Um, Get enough fiber in your diet. Drink enough water that helps things to digest. Um, chia seed water is an awesome way, um, putting some chia seeds in some water. They naturally help kind of like, uh, sludge through there and, and clear things out. Um, incorporating a probiotic into your diet, whether that's probiotic foods or a supplement, uh, use a squatty potty. We do not sit in the right position to poop here. Elevating those knees is going to help open that sphincter so you can poop easier it's it's a better position for your intestine which i don't have one but we should get one but do you want to know what i do this is is embarrassing i literally take our mini trash can in our bathroom and put it under my feet instead of getting a squatty potty and it like elevates to the same and then i put it back now everyone who comes to my house is gonna see the trash can and be like well now i I honestly if a a toilet is lower to the ground i feel like i can go better versus like a really in other countries they literally do the squat like in asian countries do you know what i mean like the holes in the ground and you literally have to be in like that low squat um also uh papaya try eating some papaya it helps naturally and the other thing is there's this thing called the i love you massage where you literally do like a massage on your intestines where you're you're like on the outside of your stomach but it can actually help like manually move basically your poop through your intestines Mm -hmm. so it's like you're coming up with an i and then an l and then a u in the pattern of your intestines Mm -hmm. so look that up on google or maybe we'll post a picture the day this episode goes up um you can try that too and that might help I would also add, um, there's certain like yoga poses that can help like for digestion or like the way like you position your body. Um, another thing is bone broth and collagen, um, Mm -hmm. proteins can be really helpful with digestion. Um, another thing off of like the chia seed, have you ever heard psyllium husk? Yes. I hate it. Oh, okay. I, (laughs) I think the reason I hate it. So my brother, he is he has his degree in nursing um but he lives in haiti Mm -hmm. like a lot of the year and he's studied a lot of caribbean medicine there Mm -hmm. 
and practices a lot of like herbal and Caribbean medicine. Mm-hmm. And he did like this flush, like <laughs> colon flush the one time. Um, and it was like a bunch of xylem husk and he was trying to tell me to use it, but he had the ratio so bad that it was like this glunky gel that you drink down and I like, oh, it's just a bad memory. So it's xylem, not psyllium. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we, we were Did just, I say it different than you? We, were, we said before this, like, we pronounce words wrong. I don't know what we're doing. Sometimes. I just know I thought it was gross. Well, I just thought, <laughs> well, what I do is I, my, um, one doctor recommended it to me and I just have like a spoonful, like, like half a spoonful, like. It's it's barely, is it dry or gel it's or like liquid? just dry and then I'll take a, a glass of water no. after it's not bad it's real it's like doesn't have much flavor I don't mind it and it just helps with digestion I'm starting to think Jensen's like super intense like watch out for her she's like the Sheila she Sheila G oh Sheila G yeah have you talking about like she's just downing these things I haven't that had I'm that like in a while. not able um, to handle okay but my last tip for this is if you're ever in a jam prunes. Get oh, the that's ju- true. Get the job that. done. I remember one. That's what they give old people one, in the nursing Yeah, home, or prune juice. prune juice. My one my, in college one time, my friend Anna, she, like, I was just telling her, I was like, I'm so constipated. And she literally brought me a thing of prunes. And she's like, this will work. And then it did. So if you're ever, like, dying, like, go to the store, get a thing of prunes, and pop a few in. Isn't it, like, prunes and butter? I feel like that's what oh, they give I, old people. I might be totally off base. But, yes, prunes and butter for oh. constipation. Like, I, I don't know why the butter works. I think maybe it makes it slick. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like an oil, but... Well, if anyone tries prunes and butter and it works, let us why know. Why was that in my brain? Maybe because I have experience working in the nursing home when I was doing OT work. <laughs> do we just have one more question? I think we do. Just mm-hmm. one more. Um, the last question was how to approach natural flavor or fragrance in ingredients labels. What does it mean? And is it possible to find out what they really use or just best to avoid it? Yeah, so natural flavors must come from a plant or animal source, um, but they are created through a form of processing. So while they do originate from something natural, um, even the FDA goes into detail that they go through very intense processes Mm -hmm. to get them to that flavor or fragrance. Can I add that the scary thing is they don't have to list the ingredients in natural flavor. So even though there is that plant-derived like matter they can also add in like petroleum-based oils or any type of chemicals they want in that natural fragrance or flavor without being transparent about the ingredients in it Mm -hmm. so yes like say they say like there's real lavender derived from lavender in Mm -hmm. here it's natural fragrance Mm -hmm. or flavor they also might have added all these chemicals in there and don't have to tell you that. Yeah. And I would say, like, if there's a company, like, a, like a natural company that you, like, love or, like, it's, like, more organic and they have mm-hmm. natural flavors on their ingredients, give them a call. Like, literally email them, call them, be like, what is in these? Because they don't have to list them. But if there's a – if you're, like, purchasing from a company, like, advocate for yourself. And if they're actually, like, a great company, like, they're going to be like, hey, this is what we use in our natural flavoring. And if they don't respond yes. to you – Cut them. And natural <laughs> flavors in certified organic foods do have more strict regulations saying they can't use mm-hmm. petroleum-based chemicals in them or take their flavors from genetically engineered crops. So I would try to avoid natural flavors overall, but I, I think it's really hard to find out what's in it. I really don't yeah. think that's an option that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look for certified organic brands mm-hmm. or flavors labeled as organic natural flavors. Those are going to have the strictest guidelines. Um, Fragrance, kind of the same way. 
It doesn't really say what it is at all. It can be chemicals made to mimic a scent like lavender or vanilla or whatever. Um, it's also fragrance, according to the American Academy of Dermatology, is the number one cause of contact dermatitis, which is like rashes or irritation. Mm. Um, and they're also bad for the environment and could be bad for your hormones because they have hormone disrupting chemicals. Mm. So I would look more for like things with either um, real scents, like mm. it's real vanilla or real lavender or essential oils. The only thing with essential oils is they're also not regulated. Yeah. So something can say, oh, like... Bath and Body Works candles are scented with essential oils, but those essential oils can be like, just like we were saying kind of with the natural flavor. Like they can have all kinds of crap yeah. in them or be like made chemically. Um, there's not really regulation. So I think just sticking to like basic things is always your best principle of like, there's actual strawberry in this. That's yeah. why it tastes like strawberry or there's actual vanilla in this. That's why it smells like vanilla. Yeah. One of the thing, the last thing I'll add with this is um, I read that natural flavors are designed by big food to be addictive, which makes sense because I feel like a lot of like processed foods have natural flavors in them. And yeah. I mean, the goal of any food company is to get you to want more and to eat more. I also think like we don't appreciate real natural flavors yeah. of things enough. Like a raspberry just plain tasting like a raspberry mm-hmm. or like cheese just tasting like sharp cheese or yeah. something naturally. I feel like a lot of times we put a lot of sauces or spices or things that like to just strip things back and really get an appreciation for the way food tastes naturally. I just think it's kind of cool to do. Yeah. There's nothing worse than like a really artificial flavor. I hate when I eat something like and I'm bubble like... bubble gum or, or fake like banana. A, a ba- banana artificial flavoring is the worst. I like I love bananas. I, mean, I like banana, banana popsicles though. I oh. grew up on those. Oh and yes, like wait, yes. The yellow banana yes. popsicles. Okay, those actually but were like, good. But like, who knows what's in them? Yeah, not banana. We literally <laughs> always had those in the freezer. And also, one thing I'm gonna add with this is there's many things in my house with natural flavors in them. Like, oh yeah, we're it's impossible. It's basically, I mean, yeah, you could go without it, but it's kind of impossible. So I would just say like like everything, eighty twenty. You know, just try to avoid it, but you're gonna have to buy or some look stuff for an it. organic brand. Yeah, for exactly. Those so. Which I think Aldi is a really good place to find like yes. really organic brands that have like organic natural flavoring. For very low cost. Yes. Sometimes like Wegmans, Whole Foods. I know even like Martin's has a health food yeah, aisle. Yeah, Martin's has a great health Trader food Trader Joe's. Aisle. So just like be looking at your labels. Be yeah. that person in the store be looking that, at all the labels. Be that girl who's checking out the labels. Yeah, but that was our last one for the Q&A. We have one more fun update Ooh. here today. We are doing our cringy or crunchy first update, which again, that's a new segment we're going to be doing monthly where we share um, kind of a health and wellness trend that we've seen that we haven't tried before. And we share whether we think it's cringy, like mm, not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Or crunchy, like we approve. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to incorporate this in our life. So this one is a fun little <sighs> interesting one. We we didn't even know what we were going to do for this. And then I was telling Jensen I was doing this practice anyway, starting at new. And she was like, let's do that. So this is our first cringy or crunchy update. So this time I did... It was like a breast massage, which might sound weird, but um, I had heard about, there's this doctor named Dr. Rind. He works in Maryland. He's done a lot of research. Um, He's a holistic and integrative medicine doctor. So he does thermographic scans of breast tissue, which is used to measure the amount of heat and lymphatic congestion in the breast, which can help to be an indicator of higher risk of breast cancer or potential for it based on if you have more lymphatic congestion or if you have like hot spots, which sometimes can mean like inflammation or extra heat or things like that in your breast tissue. So um, he did a study where people did the specific method of breast massage 
to themselves. And he did scans before they started this process and after. So he would do scans right before the breast massage and then right after the breast massage. And they would show like a ton of reduction in the heat and lymphatic congestion. And then even over time as they did this practice, how much it reduced. So what I'll say with this is I did not get thermographic scans. <laughs> I have no idea what the heat in my breasts are like um, or the lymphatic congestion. But basically what it is is I will we'll post a little graph. It's like hard to explain this without showing it. But basically what it is is either in the shower or after the shower. So if you're in the shower, you want to use like soap or something so you're like slick so you're not like friction on your skin or if you're out of the shower using like a really clean oil or body butter, you use your middle three fingers, so not your pinky or thumb, and you take one hand and put it behind your head. Then with the opposite hand, use those three fingers. You're starting with like the nipple as your reference point, and you're moving up from the nipple towards like the armpit or towards like your clavicle bone in the pattern of uh, lymphatic drainage, which we will post a picture of what like your pattern of lymphatic drainage is. And basically you just like go around a few times um, and do both sides. And it really is like zero investment of anything, no money, hardly any time, like under a minute or two. Um, I have no proof of whether it's beneficial or not, but if anything, it's like a self breast exam regularly yeah. to see if there's lumps or anything so that's a positive and I do like a lot of your lymph is in that breast tissue for women and men also have the same lymph patterns there they don't have as much lymphatically going on yeah. or like with the breast tissue but they still could benefit from this um your lymph system doesn't naturally drain itself that it has to be stimulated too mm -hmm. so doing this can help to stimulate that get some of that congestion out of there. Um, there has been research that's shown this helps reduce that overall heat and lymph congestion. So I I would say it's crunchy because literally like maybe two minutes of my day, but it's habit stacking. So just like when you're getting a shower, doing the breast massage mm -hmm. and like if there could be any positive benefits of it, why not do it? Yeah. So would stamp of kind of crunchy approval. Nice. Little, little stamp. The breast massage gets the approval. So that's our first one. Wait, let me just share something. Let me share something funny. Last night we were sitting on the couch when Rachel and Logan got in and Logan and I were just having, we we're just hanging out having a conversation and Rachel's like, have you tried the breast massage? And I was like, oh crap, I forgot that's what we were doing. <laughs> I was like, so you're just going to have to talk about it. And then Logan was all confused and he was like, wait, is this something I can be involved in? And I was like, on Jensen, not on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My Logan was referencing me, and I was like, um, I guess you could, but... I was like, yeah, but her hands both have to be over her head, so it's going to be a weird experience. Yeah, he was like all for this, and I was like, um, I think you're taking this the very, the wrong way, but I'm, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're invested in my breast health. Yeah, but I would definitely say give it a try if you think about it, even if it's just like a few times of the week. Yeah. Literally, what's the harm? Now, I will say if you do have any past history of like breast cancer or chemo or radiation or anything that would be like a contraindication, don't do it. Like, but if you literally have nothing going on there that would maybe cause complication, I really don't see a reason not to do yeah. it. And yeah, if anything, it's doing those self breast exams like we're supposed to, and we all say we do and we don't do them yep. at home regularly. So yeah. Well, thanks for doing this Rachel yes you're welcome I'm happy to report. I'm actually going to try it now that now that now that <laughs> maybe Logan's gonna try maybe it Logan's gonna try. <laughs> oh, gosh 
Uh, but I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, I think so too. That was a fun one. We really liked doing this Q&A. Like, we're going to start having kind of a Q&A segment once a month where we just do a couple questions. But yeah. it was fun to do it for a whole episode. Kind of see what you guys are, are wanting to hear more about. And it was funny because we had so many questions about like gut health and bloating. And that was literally already on like our roster yeah. of episodes to record and so that's coming next week and I think that's going to be really helpful to all you bloated babes out there bloated babes yeah so our question box is in like if you go to our Instagram bio um it's up there the whole time so if you think of a question at any point like just throw it on there because we're always checking it and we're going to have this segment so we'll try to get to your question whenever we can yeah well thank you guys for listening this is so much fun today we love recording and sharing here with you guys and we already can't wait to um share our next episode with you so we will be back in a week have the best week ever yes and don't forget to leave us a little fun review and tell us what you loved about this episode please do bye Bye, guys. guys Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.